You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And, Tony, we're going to be running a little two-man weave covering two sports, getting people ready for week seven of the NFL season as it relates to the running back. But we got a lot of games on the NBA slate today. Most teams start off in action. I think we got 11 games, so we're pulling double duty today, huh, Tom? Yeah, it's been a it's been a long day getting ready, and we're prepared, and we're ready to go, and give everybody the information in one hour. Uh, that took uh, hours to put it all together. So everybody, sit back, get your uh, TV dinner out, and um, you know, enjoy the show. Oh, Tony, I got to ask you later, what is your TV dinner of choice? But I digress. I'm going to tell you something, Tony. You know, we learned that the beauty of DFS, you know, we talked about it as it relates to Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham, David Johnson. But right away, five, six minutes into the NBA season, Gordon Hayward goes down in gruesome fashion. Reminded me of that Paul George injury for Team USA, Tony. You got to feel bad for him. Let me ask you this. Do you feel bad for him? Or are there 128 million reasons why he'll be aight? Yeah, you know, I kind of feel bad for him because, you know, anyone that gets hurt, it's a pain in the neck and everything like that. But uh, Gabe Morrissey today on Red Heat and Rage was talking about all – we write all these tweets and all these things about a basketball player. You know what? They got a large contract. It's part of the job. They know that, you know what, these things could happen. You know what? It's not the worst thing having $128 million and having to not be able to get off the couch. Like, you can afford the best cable in all the pay channels. Yeah, yeah, even even uh, the Spice Channel, which I was not able to yeah. actually afford as a kid, but the digitized version was still holding me down every now and then. Let me ask you, though, when it comes to the Celtics, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit later, but remember, Tony, I was talking about how I like this kid Jason Tatum and how last night and how I thought he was going to be able to score right away. Does he now even get more value after this injury? I, you know, it's I, I don't think so because he played. He was playing last night. He started the game, so he was in the starting lineup. He was playing great. He shot. He was 0 for 4, and then he put it together. It looked comfortable. It looked like he belonged in the NBA, and he looked very good. Him and Jalen Brown look like they're going to play no matter what, but it does help because you lose Hayward. Uh, Marcus Morris is another guy that's going to get an opportunity to play. He's out right now. So I think he's getting a little more playing time. The biggest beneficiary of this is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart now goes from a, a back uh, from a backup to a guy that's going to start who controls the ball, and he puts up fantasy numbers. It's a problem tonight in Daily Fantasy is there's too many Celtics underpriced because of this injury. Right, right, right. Let's look, though. We are still talking football here on Lineup Lock Live, so it is Wednesday. We're going to be talking about the running backs. We have poll questions up so you can follow along as we talk about high-priced and value running backs. One running back who will be in our polls is Ezekiel Elliott. We've been talking about it. The news came down last night while I was on the air on Fantasy Freestyle. I told you guys if you could sell Darren McFadden, if you could sell Alfred Morris, now was the time to do so. That window may have closed. We'll talk a little bit more about some running backs for Week 7. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, Lineup Lock Live. Come on right back. 
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. It is, in fact, happy days here in mid-October because we have the NBA tipping off. We got the middle of the football season, and the ALCS is going on right now. And My guy Aaron Judge, all rise, just knocked in Brett Gardner as the Yankees take a 2-0 lead on Dallas Keuchel. The winner of this game will be one win away from the World Series. The Los Angeles Dodgers may be waiting for them as they have a 3-0 lead on the Cubbies on the National League side. But, Tony, let's dive right in to these running backs for Week 7. We got poll questions up at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds are the way places to find us on Twitter. Our first poll are about some of the big boys that'll be toting the rock on Sunday. We got LaShawn McCoy at 7,400, Le'Veon Bell at 9,100, Zeke Elliott, who is in fact playing against that San Francisco defense at 9,000, and then Devontae Freeman at 7,300. Tony, I want to start it off with LaShawn McCoy, and here's why. Last year, on my show, The Fantasy Freestyle, when it came to Todd Gurley, I was telling people that defenses were putting all 53 men in the box against Todd Gurley. They can't do that against Gurley this year, but if I'm a defensive coordinator playing against the Buffalo Bills, I think McCoy is getting that treatment. I am going to try to stack up the box, and I'm going to try and limit what LaShawn McCoy can do. So I ask you, Tony, why do you think he is still the highest response rate in this poll? He's getting 35% of the love. Tell me why you love McCoy, because I think he will be the absolute focus of opposing defenses. Well, he's the number one ranked player. I, I don't have him out there as my number one ranked player, but uh, they do at DillyRoto.com, and um, they put it in there. And I think it's just because of usage. When you look at what he's done and against the suspect defense, you have an opportunity to get the ball in his hands and put it out there. So he's just a guy that just makes plays happen. And with a depriced price tag, I think that's where you're looking at it, right? We're looking at a guy that has a depressed price tag. You look at those backs, and he's in the line with them uh, year over year statistically, but you get that $2,000 break on him. I guess that is true. We did see what the returning Adrian Peterson did against this very defense in Tampa Bay last week, so it could be a fade against that Bucks run defense that the Bills and LaShawn McCoy will see as well. Let me tell you something about Le'Veon Bell, Tony. It looks like the Steelers have sort of figured out that what they need to do is give the ball to the best running back in football 25, 30 times, and then that is what will set up you know, the Antonio Browns and the Juju Smith the shoes of the world, I noticeably did not mention Martavis Bryant. That was for a reason. He's uh, not playing nice in the sandbox. But uh, Le'Veon Bell, you got to think, is going to continue to do work even in this matchup against Cincinnati, yeah? You know, first, I got, first Martavis Bryant, Yeah, right? He's the problem with America, him and participation trophies. 
When you are suspended for a whole year and you don't show up to work because you can't do what's required of you to be eligible to play in a football game, then you come back and bitch because the Pittsburgh Steelers run a franchise mm -hmm. and they want to have a receiver that's going to be eligible for work. So they drafted a guy named Juju Schuster mm -hmm. just in case you decided to go off the farm again. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to bitch and you're going to get traded about it. That's what's wrong with America. I wish they would trade him. Trade him to the Cleveland Browns and right. let him live there forever. Yeah, put him in purgatory that is Cleveland. I completely agree with you, Tony. In his, like, he should be mature enough to realize that what he needs to do after that second chance is put his nose to the grindstone, shut the F up, and just catch balls and take it to the house. That's the way you will get back into favor with the coaches and the fans by producing, not tweeting about Juju Smith-Schuster and Eli Rogers and Sammy Coates and not talking all that nonsense. Just do your job, as Bill Belichick would say. I got to tell you something i uh i really like zeke elliott this week i mean that 49ers oh. run defense is pathetic you gotta think so i would have been worried if this decision dragged out until say thursday or friday but now he's got a week of practice they're gonna install the game plan knowing that he's playing i think zeke is a great play this week it, it, yeah i mean the problem here is what do you do you got zeke elliott's a great play dak prescott's a good play i mean do you play both these guys and then with your, um, your, your earlier point on, um, I, I looked up, LaShawn McCoy, right? Yeah. Eight men in a box. It's actually, he's down about 14th. Only 29% of the players in Buffalo have they had eight men in the box against him. You know what's crazy about uh, the eight men in the box theory? is that Chris Ivory and Leonard Fournette are first and second. People do not respect the Jaguars' best <laughs> game at all. And the third most, and he's still getting it done, Orleans Darkwa. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, limited sample size for Darkwa, I would imagine, right? And, yeah, and I would be – I would. I, I hear what you're saying in terms of the production. I wonder if it changes, you know, also, I mean, not that he was any uh, big deal, but without Charles Clay, it's even more if I was the defense. Without Jordan Matthews, even more reason. So some of those carries that McCoy had early in the season, and eight is enough, I guess, but I'm talking about putting 53 men in the box, well, Tony. <laughs> I'm dressing the I practice team and stacking them in, in the box. What, what makes it a little harder to put eight men in a box against LaShawn McCoy is because he's such a good receiver, too. And sure. a lot of times when you have those running backs that are good receivers there, uh, they go in motion. And a right. lot of times, sometimes they don't line up in the backfield. So I think LaShawn McCoy is a little different than most backs. Fair enough. And the last guy on this poll, Tony, is Devontae Freeman at 7,300. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Devontae Freeman, right? But going up against this Pats pass defense, don't you think this might be an opportunity where the Falcons could try to get right? Matty Ice could try to get right. I hear them talking about how they want to get Julio Jones more involved. And I know, I know this trick, okay? It's like when the teams in baseball, they call like the players only meeting right before they have their ace on the mound, you know? And so the like, oh, yeah, let's get Julio involved right before they're playing against the bad pass defense. I think all signs point to this passing game trying to get back on track. Wouldn't that be a little bit more Tevin Coleman than Devontae Freeman, Tom? I think it's a good point, and, and that's what I was thinking, right? But then I'm saying to myself, you have a game with the highest total, yeah. right? So it's the highest total on the board. So you expect plenty of points. The one thing the Atlanta Falcons were doing in the Super Bowl they were running all over New England. They stopped and they blew the game, right? right? They blew the game in the fourth quarter. Devonta Freeman uh, was going to probably be the MVP of that game. So yep. it wasn't, you know, six games ago. And as bad as the New England Patriots are against the pass, they're 20 worth against running backs in the league too. So it haven't been great either. I just think he has – if you had – 
if you had a bet on one running back getting the end zone this week, I would bet Devonta Freeman. Fair enough, but you uh, you bring up a point here. I wanted to throw out a guy who is not on the poll, and to be honest, Tony, he is my personal running back number one on my squad this week, and I think this is a guy, you talk about opportunity, touches, workload, and maybe getting into the end zone for his team. I'm talking about Chicago Bears running back Jordan Howard. Listen, let me tell you something. This guy, they are riding him. The Tariq Cohen narrative is done, okay, and with the rookie quarterback, they have been giving Jordan Howard the ball like crazy, and he's not like he's super high priced. On FanDuel, over on FanDuel, he's only 6,800. He, I can see him getting 30 carries. Why no love for Jordan Howard? He, uh, and he's cheaper on DraftKings, 6,400. Even better. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like the kid. I, I, everything you said is right. I mean, the guy ran for 167 yards. Uh, all this talk, you know, people jumped off him. They drafted him in the second round, and they were ready to throw him away right. after two weeks. The defense of Carolina is very good against the running backs and very good against the running games. And if Carolina can score any points on them, I just get I get worried about how many times he gets the ball. But he stays in on passing downs. You're not going to get a bad game from this guy. You just I wonder if he's going to get in the end zone, and I wonder how many carries if they get behind in this game because that's a good run defense in Carolina. That's fair, but if any Bear is going to get in the end zone, my money's on yeah. Jordan Howard. So we shall see when we give out our lineups on Football Fridays. We'll be doing that as well. But I'm going to tell you something. LaShawn McCoy continues to lead our poll, followed by Devontae Freeman, and then a tie at 19% of Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott. Next up, we're going to go to another group of running backs that are slightly cheaper one of them on this list though tony is leonard fournette i was telling a lot of people and i think we mentioned it as well as it related to um that they have the buy coming up and then chris ivory has been serviceable for them when he spells leonard fournette leonard fournette also did not practice today he's only getting 11 percent of the vote what do you think do you think you could put him in your lineup and then if so how do you game plan where you switch just in case you get bad news over the weekend or sunday morning on a guy like leonard fournette I put him in the poll because he has a great matchup. There's no way I would use him. I think that if he plays, that's the worst circumstance because right. then you've got to decide what you're going to do, right? And I think you've got to just you got to you got to not play him. You got to let him play him. I think that he'll be splitting carries or close to it with Chris Ivory this week. Yeah, you got to figure that they're going to try to manage him a little bit. This is a guy who had foot, ankle injuries all the way back to LSU. And you know those SEC running backs get chewed up and spit out. And now he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, hey, Tony, you know how uh, the Titans are uh, exotic smash mouth? I think I'm going to start calling the Jacksonville Jaguars risk management smash mouth. Because they're doing it just to limit the risk of Blake Bortles under center. And they're turning it giving the ball to Leonard Fournette like whoa. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk running backs. We got a couple of other guys that we want to talk about at the high price level. Then we're going to take a step back down and we're going to talk about some of the guys that we like if you want to spend slightly less cash on your running back for week seven. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata Lineup Block Live presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Hey, Tony, I hear Groove is actually in the heart. Who would have thunk it? It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live. By the way, Tony, let me give you a little bit of an update. Masahiro Tanaka is through four scoreless innings against the Houston Astros as the Yankees are up 2-0. Hey, Tony, do you know what the wah is? There's a great book about Japanese baseball entitled You Gotta Have Wah. Are you familiar with the term wah? No. The no. uh in, in Japan in baseball they believe wa is an actual force, a spirit that the best uh translation to English would be like clutch. Okay, that you actually have this force that you have to nurture and build and then you can deploy it at the right time. And I'm hoping Tanaka uses that wa. Two great books, by the way. You gotta have wa about all the uh Americans that have gone over and played baseball in Japan and then it's uh it's uh you know, sequel called the Samurai Way of Baseball about all the uh, Japanese guys who have come over here and played. I definitely recommend that you should check it out, Tone. But we're talking football, we're talking baseball, and we're going to be talking NBA DFS tonight at the end of the show after the next, next commercial break. So let's get into these running backs. We got a poll question up. Kareem Hunt at 8,000, Melvin Gordon at 7,000, Mark Ingram at 6,700, and Leonard Fournette at 8,000. Tony and I both said, Leonard Fournette, this may not be the week to play him because if he goes, he could be in a little bit of a time timeshare with Chris Ivory as they try to manage his reps through the bye to keep him healthy. Tony, let me ask you about Melvin Gordon. At the beginning of the year, Melvin Gordon had a few stinkers back-to-back, and it really confused me because new head coach of the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, is a run-first guy. Saw what he did with LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo. Saw what he did with the Jets in the running game with Rex Ryan. But in the last couple of weeks, Melvin Gordon has looked like the first-round RB1 that he was drafted as. You think they, uh, they continue the era of good feelings in Los Angeles for Gordon? I think that what happened is the coach didn't realize that Melvin Gordon is not a good running back. That he so they used him out of the, the backfield ball. more? you got to get him the ball. The guy can catch, right? right. He, I mean, you look at it. Last week, a monster game. 30, he was the number one fantasy option in the league. And he only ran for a 3.3 yards a carry. Week four, 2.2 yards a carry. Uh, so he's at a 1.4 and a 3.0. So we still having problems running the ball, but the guy catches the ball out of the backfield, and you can leave him in on every down, and I think that's his skill. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a skill that are not a lot of backs. Like, we see pass-catching running backs. We see our running backs there. And we talk about bell cows, but this guy can really catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he might not have the levy on bell physique and be a quick guy like that, but he's a bigger guy that has the same skills. Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about that, being able to also catch the ball out of the backfield, which you don't necessarily think, I think about the last guy in this poll, Mark Ingram as well. People don't realize that Ingram also can catch the ball out of the backfield. Everybody talks about how it's that, you know, Alvin Kamara before that, you know, had Reggie Bush out there, even the the high towers of the world. But listen, Mark Ingram is getting receptions in PPR formats. And listen, those Saints going up to Green Bay. Let me ask you this, though, Tony, and I mentioned it when it related to Drew Brees on yesterday's show, I was worried that the Packers might try to be a little bit more ball control with Brett Hundley. Um, Do you worry about that? And also, do you worry at all about Alvin Kamara continuing to uh, take some opportunity away from Ingram? 
Yeah, I do. But look, here's what happened, and, and Sean Payton talked about this. Without the third back, even Peterson just getting you know the nine right. touches that he had on the season, it, it kept a running back rhythm. Like never, nobody knew who was playing, nobody mm-hmm. knew who was going in the game, and that became a problem. You look at it; he had 25 carries last week, right? In the game, he put up 34 fantasy points, and he had five uh, targets. He had he has had five targets in every game except one this year. So he gets at least five targets in every game. He had 14 carries the week before, 14 carries the week before that. So I look at it, and the usage rate it comes in where he's one of the backs. At the end of the day, he'll definitely be the top 10 in touches. So it makes it a good opportunity in a game where Green Bay's defense has played better than we anticipated coming into the season, but they're not great the middle of the pack. But last year, the secondary was terrible. Uh, I think that Ingram is a guy that I like this week. I don't think there's a lot of great running back matchups at his price range, and I could see using him at $6,700. All right, fair enough. But, Tony, i got to ask you about the guy in my lineup. I already had Jordan Howard in my lineup. My second running back that is currently in Speeds and Spitting Statisticians lineup is a guy who has been a darling over the last couple of weeks up there in Minnesota, and that is Jarek McKinnon. Boy, do I love me some Jarek McKinnon. This guy is getting the carries. He's also getting the work out of the backfield. Stefan Diggs mispractice again. I don't know if they're just easing him back into it. They got a matchup at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think McKinnon is one of these. Uh, he's not a workhorse per se, but he's out on the field when they need him in Minnesota. Tell me uh, tell me, you think I'm crazy about Jarek McKinnon this week. I don't think it's crazy, but it, the price has certainly gone up. He's now $6,300, so he's not the cheap option we used to have right. when he was 4100 4000 And he's getting work in the passing game, so he's never going to have a bad game uh, because of that. I don't think we're going to see him running for the 5.9 yards a carry, the 4.6 yards a carry. We look at that backfield, the offensive line, uh, they did improve it in the offseason, so it's a little better than what we've saw the last couple of years. Uh, But Jarek McKinnon is a guy that they thought was a good athlete, learning the running back position, and he's doing well. I think he's a guy with big player ability. You want to use someone in a tournament, he could absolutely go. I just think that uh, he's gone a little too crazy. Uh, But that's, uh, I mean, here's the thing. They drafted a rookie. Uh-huh. Because this guy couldn't play. Fair enough. But, I mean, they thought Dalvin Cook was a special talent, and he proved that he was in the first month of the football season. But I hear you. If they felt like they were set at running back, there's a lot of other places they could have gone to support that team, offensive line being one of them. Fair, Fair enough, Tony. Let's go down to the cheap running backs. We have a poll question. We got Matt Forte at 4,500, Frank Gore at 41, Duke Johnson at 49, and Tevin Coleman at 48. I want to start, Tony, with Duke Johnson. Do you think that uh, his stock rises with the return of Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback? It seems like after one week, I I find it hysterical. Hugh Jackson is like, oh, he learned a lot by watching one game on the sidelines. He he was able to see it from a different perspective, and now he's good to go. Does that uh, that correlate potentially with the uh, focus or the uh, viability of Duke Johnson in DFS this week, Tom? So Hugh Jackson first. I feel like I've talked about that. Isn't he the quarterback whisperer, Tony? Oh, my God. He's, he's Herm Edwards. Like, he's, a, he's <laughs> really emotionally invested in all these guys. Right. And I think that might be a problem somewhere down there. Like, he, oh, my God, he's in love with Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, I'd hate to catch these guys in the back of a parking lot. <laughs> I'll tell you, the problem here is. They're swabbing their Deshaun cheeks, Kaiser, Tony. They're swabbing the cheeks. Yeah, they're swabbing cheeks. They're, Deshaun Kaiser's only good at two things. Deshaun Kaiser does a good job of running out of the pocket right. and getting some yards on the ground. 
and finding Duke Johnson. He hasn't accomplished anything else but those two things he's been able to do. You saw Hulk Hogan coming at quarterback last week. It was absolutely brutal. Couldn't get the ball to Duke Johnson at all. And now it can't help but putting Deshaun Kaiser back there. We saw 16 points in a PPR game, 17 points in a PPR game from Duke Johnson. I think we'll be back there with Deshaun Kaiser. He's the one target he's been able to hit. Yeah, fair enough. Hogan was too busy saying his prayers and eating his vitamins. And let me ask you about Tevin Coleman on this poll, who is currently leading our poll at 4,800. And I know we already talked about Devontae Freeman as well. I know these guys are both standalone startable in fantasy. Here's what I want to ask you, Tony, and I guess this might relate a little bit more to season long. I'm getting a lot of questions on the fantasy freestyle. As you know, Atlanta has already had their buy, so that's a great thing, right, at this point of the season. There are people asking me, could they start Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman together in the same lineup? I don't know if you can in DFS. I don't think I would do that. But do you endorse something like that, both of these guys? Do you think they're both startable? I know Coleman has standalone value. Would you ever start them both in the same team? You know what's crazy? I, I've done it before. I did it with um, Charles Johnson back when he was in uh, Houston or Tennessee. I don't mm-hmm. know how long ago that was. And Lendell White. So Chris I played Johnson both and, and Lendell White. Right. Chris, yeah, Chris yes. Johnson. And I was able to use them both, and I was able to win a championship that way. I would say no, but when I look at the numbers, they tell me yes. And let, let's, let's just bring them out. He got 10 fantasy points last week, right? That's not great. 18, 11, 12. Nine. When I look at my fantasy roster in the running back position, 24th place is probably double digits every week. So it probably puts him in the picture. I don't think you get any upside by doing it. And I think you're putting in a guy that won't, you're trying to put a guy in there that won't hurt you. Right. Which, you know what, you never want to do. But yeah, you can get away with it, especially next week. I think the six week, uh, sixteenth of Dubai next week. Mm-hmm. He's certainly be one of those guys that could. De- he should be in your lineup. Fair enough, Tony. We are about to make the switch and start talking about NBA. I want to ask you about one last running back that's not on this poll. Everybody's darling after his debut last week. I'm talking about Adrian Peterson. Listen, he was going up against that Tampa Bay run defense, and that was really a help. This week, he's got the long flight over to London, and like you know, do you think he's going to be able to keep it up? I am personally telling listeners that I don't buy it. I do not buy Adrian Peterson moving forward. I think he had the best game of his season. I don't know if that's going to continue to happen. I am off Adrian Peterson. You want to double down with me or, uh, you know, be Adrian Peterson has the second most, he's playing the second worst team against running backs in the league. So he's still opportunity again this week, right? I guess, but I don't buy it. I was shocked. I was shocked by what the Saints players said about Peterson when he left. Uh, Mike Thomas said, said that guy can still play. He said he was the best in shape of any other player here. We we learned so much from him in the short time he was here because he showed, told us how to keep our body ready, how to keep in play. And then Mark Ingram said, of course he did. The only guy that was pissed off about it was Sean Payton. Uh, pa- Sean Payton got asked about it right after the game. Hey, did you see Adrian Peterson's numbers? What do you think? That was the first question a reporter <laughs> asked Sean Payton. 
Can you imagine that? They come off a big win. They put up 50 right. points, and that's the first question you got. That's amazing to me. It tells me that, you know what, uh, you don't have to go to Harvard to be a reporter. Fair enough, fair enough. We're going to turn the page, and when we come back, we've got 11 games on the NBA slate today. So we're going to tell you who you need to make some cash as the season tips off in the association. Don't worry about it. We'll give you our running backs as well at the end of the show and on Friday when the people make their lineup. But we get Tony Sincata's preview of each game in the NBA when we come back on Lineup Lock Live. Hello, friends. If you want to win at fantasy sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at fantasy sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the fantasy draft sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're brought to you today and every day by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. As promised, Tony, we got to get into a full slate of games in the NBA today. So here's what we're going to do, Tony. I'm going to set up every game. I'm going to give you a kind of over-under total so we can expect if there's some you know big points going to be scored. If there's any team whose pace is really up, I'm going to let you know about that. And then I'd love for you to give me your one or two top plays in the game, and we're going to try and put it all together sound good tone sounds like we're ready to roll let's do it our first game the brooklyn nets are in indiana to take on the pacers the over under in this game is 216 and a half pacers are home favorites three and a half points and their pace they move the ball a lot but uh in this game who do you really like i you know victor oladipo going back to indiana where he played in college i kind of like that and it looks like the nets might actually try this season huh yeah, they might try. I like Oladipo in this game, and I think you're looking at uh, D'Angelo Russell, who came over from L.A. in Brooklyn. He's not shy. He likes to shoot the ball up, and he'll be firing away. And Miles Turner at center isn't a bad play tonight. Fair enough. That one down, ten to go, Tony. In our next game, we got the Charlotte Hornets. They visit the Malice in the Palace at Detroit to take on the Pistons. Lower total in this game, only 203. The Pistons are home favorites. I got to tell you, though, Tony, I you know, I'm not the expert you are but I don't see any value in Detroit is there anybody that I would play in Detroit anybody besides maybe Kemba Walker out there in Charlotte yeah, I like Andre Drummond. Uh, they're $7,600. Okay. He's a double-double machine. He could be in play. And then because of the injuries in Charlotte, Jeremy Lamb on Fandle's too cheap. You can use him tonight on Fandle. Let me ask you real quick about Drummond, Tony. He, this is a guy, though, that will not be on the court if the game is close because he's a free-throw liability. No? Doesn't that impact your thinking at all? It, it does, but when you, when you look at the numbers he puts up per minute— uh, he's one of those guys that's boom or bust. For centers last year, uh, Kyle Anthony Towns had the uh, most double-double, 66. Second center in all of the NBA was Andre Drummond, 61. All right, fair enough. He is a double-double machine. Our next game, our third of the night, is the Miami Heat. They stay in Florida and travel to Orlando to take on the Magic. Another lower total, 205 and a half. Let me ask you something about Miami Heat center Hassan Whiteside. Does this kid have everything between his ears uh, ready to go this year? <laughs> I don't know. That's always the question mark with him. 
and there's not a lot of veteran leadership there. So uh, he'd be the other guy I'd consider playing, but I would not play him, and not I'm not playing him tonight. And the other side of that game, uh, Nikolai Vukovic's price is a little low, but not a lot of interest for me. Uh, in that game, you do have um, – uh, Ross is going to play. Terrence Ross will play. He was questionable in this game. Fair enough. Let me ask you again about a guy like Whiteside. If I put a guy like Whiteside in my lineup, Tony, does that mean that I could try with uh, try to get more like scoring kind of power forwards because I know I don't need the rebounds or blocks or those other stats? I can rely well, on Whiteside to get that for me. Well, you're going to get points. You're going to get it by points anyway. So you get two, you know two right. point, every point like two, two, three points. You get one rebound, one. Thing. So you just want the aggregate, okay. aggregate of everything. So you don't have to chase down each category. All right, fair enough. Keeping it moving here. Two teams that I think are very interesting in the Eastern Conference are up next. The Philadelphia 76ers. I, for one, trust the process. They are in our nation's capital to take on the Wizards. Hey, Tony, when Embiid's healthy, I got to run him out there. Because, I mean, 30-some-odd games in three years, that was good enough to get $140-$50 million. If he's playing them, I I love him. Oh, yeah, you got to play him. But uh, he mentioned today uh, somewhere on uh, Twitter, which he spends a lot of time, a lot more he time does. playing basketball. <laughs> Uh, he's only gonna, he expects to play 16 minutes in tonight's game. Oh, really? That's it. What about some of these other kids, Tony? Like Ben Simmons, who's going to be playing like point forward. It looks like for them. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up being the rookie of the year. Remember, he missed all of last year. Is he a guy who could fill up the stat sheet on all categories? Yeah, he could. Here's the problem with this. They got a lot of talent now all of a sudden in Philadelphia, right. a lot of young talent. And here's what I would do. I would not invest a ton of money early in the season. I would go go lightly because we got to see how some of these rotations play out. And I think that's a problem with this Philadelphia team. Okay, fair enough. A little bit later on, we go back. We're in Boston now, and it's the Milwaukee Bucks coming to town. Another team I think is very interesting in the Eastern Conference as well. We got the Greek freak. Is he is he someone that uh, has the price caught up to uh, what people expect out of uh, Giannis? Tenacumpo. Yeah, you got to, but you got to pay up, man. Every once in a while, you got to drive a Cadillac, and yeah. uh, he's the Cadillac. Uh, the Celtics coming off a game last night where they had to play, uh, go down to the Y, then come back to Boston and play the next night. Absolutely, he is the play to start your lineups up with. And the Boston Celtics, because of the young players, they have too many bargains tonight. Like you can't play all these guys, but you should. Kyrie Irving tonight, eighty-four hundred dollars is too, too cheap. Jalen Brown, $3,900, too cheap. Marcus Smart is now in the starting line of $5,000. Jason Tatum's $4,000. I'm going to leave Marcus Smart out and go with the other uh, three guys. I'll tell you what, all four are great prices. Fair enough, but Tony, i got to ask you something. Big news coming into this season was that they changed the schedule around. I thought we didn't have back-to-backs. The Celtics right off the bat have a back-to-back? There's a couple teams. I don't know what the hell's going on. I thought the same thing. Like the Houston Rockets tonight have a back-to-back where I don't think Chris Paul is going to play, but uh, we haven't found out yet. And uh, it's crazy what's going on here. I thought the same thing. So uh, I have no idea there. Uh, other guys, there's there's two big updates here. One, Zach Randolph is out, just okay. in case there. So Skal Labaseri is the guy that's going to get the playing time there, and he's 4800 bucks. And now it looks like a guy, Marquise Chris, who would play last year, was a rookie, played very well in Phoenix. 
it looks like he's going to come off the bench tonight and not be in the starting lineup, which is a little different than we expected. Okay, fair enough. That might impact his minutes, which ultimately may impact his production. Next up, we go to the Grindhouse in Memphis, where the New Orleans Pelicans come to town. 8 p.m. Eastern start. I want to ask you about these Pelicans, Tony. I mean, you know, it's an interesting idea, right, to pair Anthony Davis with Boogie Cousins, but I don't know. This is 2017. It's not 1989. Is this going to work in today's NBA? And if you wanted to go with one of these guys, which one would it be? I would go with Anthony Davis. Out of the, he just has more of a complete game. Um, he, he can create his own shot. Demarcus Cousins guy that gets in there. But I wouldn't use either one of them tonight. It, when you pay up for the big money for the big players tonight, pay up at the point guard. Uh, we've got a ton of them with Andy Kupo, Damon Lillard, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Go and get those guys. Get the guys with the guys in the, the ball in their hands the whole time. But you're right. I think today's basketball, this doesn't work. I wish it went back to those days where we had point guards that actually passed the ball instead of shot first and not a three-on-one break and you fire up a three-pointer. But that's where we are today. <laughs> Fair enough. We have changed the math and the geometry of basketball over the last couple of years. I got to tell you, um, you talked about point guards that you uh, might be interested in because you're paying up for some of those big boys in the front court. I want to uh, draw, draw your attention, Tony, to this next game, Atlanta Hawks and the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of kids, a lot of, not kids, a lot of people expect big things from this kid in Dallas, Dennis Smith Jr. As a Knicks fan, I personally wanted them to draft him instead of the Frenchie. But um, with Dennis Smith Jr., would you try to ride with him in his debut, going up against Schroeder on the other side? And it looks like Schroeder, you know, um, not the best defensive point guard in the world, right, Tom? Yeah, no, it's actually a good play. Dennis Smith there. We have like a couple of these guys. Before We mentioned those Celtics players, and he's got that similar salary here. Now, on DraftKings, he's 6800 bucks. I think he's still playable on DraftKings. On FanDuel, you have to play him. Okay, fair enough. And remember, we're giving you the differences here. A lot of times, Tony and I, we talk DraftKings prices, but if you're over on FanDuel, maybe the kid is a incredible value there. We go on over to the Mountain Time Zone next. It's the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. I want to ask you, I like both of the centers in this game. These are two guys that I don't think people know about as much, but boy, can they produce. I'm talking about Rudy Gobert and Nikolai Jokic. If you had to pick one of them, which would you prefer in this game? game tone uh you know what Jokic is, is a guy that i would prefer but he's a guy that uh sometimes he gets in foul trouble he's not a very good defender and sometimes you're at risk of going 27 28 minutes against him uh, plus he always has some injury concerns but he's the guy to me he's a first round pick like if you're playing the season long league gobert's steady and he and he gets he gets the plays so i would uh, think the safe place go bear but when you're playing in a tournament you want to be three points it's nikolai Jokic. fair enough tony all right and then our next game another matchup of two interesting teams that i think could be in contention for uh you know hosting a playoff series in the west which is obviously very competitive the san antonio spurs and greg popovich and the crew they are hosting the new look minnesota timberwolves and let me tell you something i would love it if the timberwolves were a team that took a step forward Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins got his money, but Jimmy Butler is the guy I want to ask you about. Is he bringing a whole new kind of tone and vibe with Thibodeau there, and they can play maybe play some defense this year? I, yeah, that's the crazy part, because this, this team two years ago was the worst team defensively. They bring in Thibodeau, then they were like 20th, so I expect them to improve again. 
I think the price for these guys is too high across the board. And the San Antonio Spurs are the best team defensively. So for tonight, I'm going to lay off the Timberwolves, but I think there's going to be a great team to watch all season long, and they'll be in our lineup plenty of times. The only guy that interests me in this game, and it's not a big interest, is uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he's a little bit underpriced in tonight's game against a poor defensive team in Minnesota. So I think at 7,000 on FanDuel and 7,300 on DraftKings, he's he's playable, but I'm not playing it myself. Real quick, Tony, the next game I want to get to, the Houston Rockets, back-to-back games. They're in Sacramento tonight. You mentioned Zach Randolph not going for the Kings, but I'm going to tell you, this young rookie, De'Aaron Fox, I think he's going to be great on the offensive end, but he can't play defense. So fire up James Harden or Chris Paul for me tonight. Oh, yeah, Chris Paul. I wouldn't Don't play Chris Paul tonight. He didn't play the last five minutes of last night's game because he has a leg injury. But give me the so beard. That's why I don't expect. Yeah, I, that's why I don't expect him to play. If James Harden is getting all that by himself, he has to be in your lineup. He should be in your lineup regardless, but you have to have him in your lineup. If he goes to point guard again, and he's going to light it up, I think it's a great play. And on Sacramento's side, De'Aaron Fox, I'm a little concerned about George Hill being in the backcourt with him. Who will handle the point guard duties? All right, fair enough. We got one more game to get after. We'll do that after the break, and we'll get Tony Sincata's lineup as the NBA kicks off on Lineup Lock Live. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. If I like this kid Jason Tatum, then how I thought he was going to be able to score right away, does he now even get more value after this injury? I don't think so. He looked very good. Him and Jalen Brown look like they're going to play no matter what. But it does help because you lose Hayward. Marcus Morris is another guy that's going to get an opportunity to play. The biggest beneficiary of this is Marcus Smart. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We talked about the running backs for Week 7 a little bit earlier on in the show. We previewed most of the games on the NBA slate, but I got to tell you, Tony, they need to take the running backs we gave them today and put it in a lineup over at uh, DailyRoto.com or RotoExperts.com slash DKMS. If you don't know by now, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, we're doing a big-time promotion with these guys. You could uh, enter a free DFS contest every week of the football season. If you win that, you go to the final. Finals in week 17, you could win tickets for two to Super Bowl 52. You could also learn a little bit more about how you can help the fight against blood cancer. Register to be a bone marrow donor or a blood donor. You can save a life of someone struggling with this disease. We know it is a no-lose situation. But, Tony, we got one more game in the association to talk about, and it's a game with a 219 total. These are two uh, uh, fast-paced, high-scoring teams, the Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers. C.J. McCollum is out for the Trailblazers in that backfield and in, in, in that backcourt. But what about a guy like Damian Lillard? Uh, I like him. No, he's a top three play tonight. I think you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, you got James Harden, and Damian Lillard. He'll take more usage in this game. It's a game with a high total. I look for him to get thirty plus shots in this contest. He's a big one. I think he can use Nurkic at the center position against Tyson Chandler. These two guys are pretty feisty, though. They might square off during the game. Mm-hmm. Evan Turner is a cheap play there. On the Phoenix side, I like I like Eric Bledsoe a, a little bit because Damon, Damon Lillard doesn't play any defense. Right. I think you can look at Marquise Chris. Even if he comes off the bench, he's at 5,100. He's a, he's a good play. And uh, I got this guy. 
It's just a hunch. Dragon Bender. He's a three thousand dollars center. Right. Al Williams was the backup center to Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler only plays like twenty minutes a game. He's out. Dragon Bender is a nineteen-year-old kid that looked good in preseason last year. He was lost. He was a pro as an eighteen-year-old, and he was playing nineteen, twenty minutes of the games spring uh, during the preseason. He was getting a fantasy point a minute and those points. He's a guy, if you want to take a shot, Drogen Bender. How would you think about the fight with the Chicago Bulls? Yo, I thought it was interesting. Like, they then suspended the guy for like eight games. Now they're out. Now they're out yeah. both players for the start of their season. I think that's a. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's smarter in the front it's office. Like, it's like Tanya Harding, right? All over again and exactly. Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, they play the same position. One of them started over the other one, and they put. But he, the thing is, the guy had a right to defend himself. I guess so. I haven't seen the video of the fight, but you're bringing back Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. All I can think is, why, why? But uh, Tony, <laughs> how about you make the people some money? The first big slate of games in the NBA. Make the people some money. What you got as your lineup tonight? Yeah, tonight I'm going with Kyrie Irving uh, uh, at point guard. He's $8,400, and Fanduel is a good price, too. Uh, yeah, throw him in there. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. So those are the three Celtics right there at point guard, shooting guard, and small forward. Then, because of the injury to Zach Randolph, Skull Labasari, he put up big numbers when he got to play last year, and I was surprised they brought Zach Randolph in. He's going to be my power forward at 4,800. Dwayne Dedman's going to get the start in Atlanta at center. Atlanta's terrible. Dwayne Dedman's a rebound machine. He gets plays against the basket. He's so cheap that you can throw him in there. And then you're able to get Giannis Antetokounmpo in at 40. Uh, in a guard. James Enos, $3,200. He should get the start tonight in the backcourt with Michael Conley. He'll be in play in James Harden. So that lineup right there will give you Harden and Antetokounmpo and Irving. And there's enough value being in the first night. For a lot of these guys getting your lineup. Fair enough. We like that. Tony just gave you the nuts so you can go ahead and win some cash. We'll be back tomorrow, Tony. And, Tony, we're going to continue our two-sport, two-man weave. Are we going to do a little bit of wide out, a little bit of tight ends? And we're also going to give people what they need to win some cash in the association. We're going to have a full slate tomorrow, huh, Tom? We're going to be absolutely getting it done. Don't go anywhere else. Bring your TV dinner. We'll get to that tomorrow, too. Fair enough. As long as it's not ramen noodles, we'll be okay. And as you know, we absolutely get it done, and we tell you where to zig when others will zag. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See y'all tomorrow.